It's the Tan and J-Man show for the 308th episode, 308th straight week. It's Monday night. It's October 10th already, 2022. Hard to imagine, but fall is definitely here. We're telling, you can tell by the weather, I should say, even though it's been, today was, say it was about today 70, was like 75. Yeah. 75 and sunny here today. But it's, uh, you know, the, the fall Saturdays have definitely felt like college football mm-hmm. Saturdays as of late. So. I tell you what, this past Saturday was maybe my favorite Saturday we've had all season so far. It was like 55 degrees, not a cloud in the sky, just watch football all day long. Not a lot a of good games. A lot not of good games. We'll talk about a lot of those, especially the Big Ten games. Uh, another crazy week of the NFL. I don't know about you, but I can't tell who's good and who's not good in the NFL right now. I think everyone sucks except the I mean, I mean, there's a couple. There's a couple that Eagles, are good, of man. course, but there's some. It's just like I can't figure. I can't figure right. the season out so far. Uh, plenty to talk about. We'll have some postseason baseball to talk about. Some That's craziness right. going on there. Uh, a lot to get into tonight. So mm-hmm. let's get it started with some birdie or bogey. I believe I am. Two strokes back. Two strokes behind. You're, so I you're, got a big chance here. You're eight over. I'm six over. Oh, uh, we are awesome. Pathetic. And I have a baseball question for you today. Oh, great. Give me a bogey right now. <laughs> uh, Justin Verlander's 1.75 ERA was the lowest among qualified MLB pitchers this season. It's the lowest ERA posted by an American League pitcher in a 162-game season since what pitcher? I will give you two hints. This guy obviously won the Cy Young. That's a gimme mm-hmm. hint. But it has happened this century. So what pitcher is the only other pitcher who had a lower ERA? In this pitcher had a 1.74 ERA. So it was 0.01 um, lower than Justin Verlander, who's 40 years old. I it's, it's hard to believe he's that old. It's insane he's still putting up this kind of... Uh, Put up these kind of numbers, but uh, Birdie Bogey brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mentone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, check out their website, noblegnomellc.com. Get your veggies, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, let's uh, why don't we get into the honest day real quick? Beautiful, let's I actually switch it up a little bit. I actually have it pulled up if you want me to All do it. Right. Yeah, you can roll with it on this day in hmm. 1916, in Game 3, Charlie Ebbets becomes the first owner to raise the price of World Series grandstand seats to $5, which was up from $3. I would take a $5 World Series ticket right little, now, please. Uh, little, even with uh, even 106 years later, I wonder what the uh, value would be now. Maybe only 50 bucks. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to bring out the inflation calculator. Um, on this day in... 1920 Indian Bill Wamsgans makes first unassisted World Series triple play. I just wanted to say his last name. Huh. Um, I wonder on, how many. I wonder if there has been another one since. I can't think of another triple play. But in maybe it has been because they probably would have worded it as the only. Probably. Not well, the first. This, but. this website has steered us wrong before. That's with true. It's wording. So, you're uh, right. You're right. Know. You're right. Um. On this day in a lot of World Series back in the day. Um, on this day in 1930, Hack Wilson, Chicago Cub, was named National League Most Valuable Player. He has a record that I think will never be broken. He had 191 RBIs. That's really a bad sports name, Hack, but good player. 
Well, he uh, he was a hack off the field because he died penniless. I remember reading that. He had nothing to his name because he was an alcoholic. So uh didn't uh, go f- well for him after uh, his playing days were over. Well, there you go. Sorry sorry to turn this show morbid. but uh, That's what you do. This, <laughs> it is what I do. On this day in 1945, Baseball World Series, the Tigers beat the Cubs 9-8 to at Wrigley F- Field to clinch the series four games to three. And that was the last time they were to the World Series till 2016, right? Yep, that is when the uh, guy tried to bring a billy goat into uh, Wrigley Field. Stinking goat. On this day in 1951, the New York Yankees beat the New York Giants 4-3 to at Yankee Stadiums for a 4-2 series victory. Can you name the MVP? 51? Mm-hmm. Yogi <clears throat> Barrow. Very good guess. Phil Rizzuto, shortstop. Mm. Yankees won on this day in 1956. Yogi Berra hit two homers. He was probably the MVP. I was going to guess him again. Um, they did not have an MVP for that one. On this day in, um, let's see, <clears throat> 1976 Giants Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey, opened with the New York Giants going down 24-14 to the Cowboys in front of 76,000 fans. Obviously, that has been torn down and rebuilt. MetLife Stadium now, it's um, home to the Jets and the Giants. Uh, it was home to WrestleMania 35, and uh, Giants, most improved team in the league. Yeah. We'll see if that uh, continues. I uh, mm-hmm. I have my doubts. <laughs> On this day in... Hmm. Man, that's I think that might do it. Not a whole it's a lot. short and sweet one today. Yeah. I guess I could say this on this day in 1994, the New York Giants retired Lawrence Taylor's number 56 jersey. Pretty good one. Not the greatest guy off the field, but uh, right. legend on the field. That's for yeah. sure. That is going to do it for on this day. And that is the on this day segment, which is brought to you by Moody Woodcrafts. Moody Woodcrafts is a veteran owned and operated custom woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs that fit your needs from signs at the grow charts. Their custom pieces make a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. To see some of their recently completed projects, visit them on Instagram and on Facebook at Mooney Woodcrafts. And for custom orders, contact them at MooneyWoodcrafts at gmail.com. Not too early to start thinking about Christmas. It's almost late at this point. I haven't even started. Holy crap. I was going to say, I haven't either. I was just going to say, have you started already? You're making me we feel have too really much. I, I guess with uh, buying stuff online now, it makes it a lot easier than having right. those stores and all right. that. But uh, yeah, I haven't done any. I haven't done any yet. Of course, I right, wait till well. the last minute to a lot of things anyway. But uh, Well, we were talking a lot about World Series and stuff like that. I got some word association that is Beautiful. baseball related. It's NLCS related. Oh, boy. I looked up the last 10 NLCS MVPs. Mm. I can and name I want, one of them. And I want your thoughts. But and this was according to Wikipedia, so it might kind of be wrong because it had actually two for 2016. Correct. They were co. Okay. Lester right, and right. Javi Baez. Yep. Yeah, which we'll get there. But last year's was Eddie Rosario. He, um, yeah, former twin, obviously with the Braves last year. He had an unbelievable postseason. He was always a guy that could hit. Just didn't walk a whole lot, didn't really have a position, played from second base, left field, right field, played all over the place. But he was a – turned out to be an Atlanta Braves postseason legend. I don't think he's done a whole lot this year because he had some injury issues, but uh, I don't even know if he's on their postseason roster, actually. I see uh, Thad Mooney commented on our live live uh, Facebook feed that uh, the growth chart's on the cutting table right now. 
Beautiful. 2020 NLCS MVP was Corey Seager. Uh, he's a uh, very rich man now playing uh, for the Texas Rangers. He uh, didn't have a great year. He, he was he was good, I guess, uh, but not up to his standards. I uh, wonder if he misses playing for the Dodgers. Could you imagine how good they would be if uh, he was still there? They don't need him. They won 111 games without him. Can't yeah. imagine. Yeah. 2019, Howie Kendrick. Howie, man, he was one of the more underrated players in the game. He could absolutely rake. Um, that entire postseason, he had a game-winning homer, I think off of Clayton Kershaw in extra innings to put the Dodgers out in the NLDS, then had a great NLCS. Um, just a guy that played forever. Second baseman just routinely hit 300, it felt like. 2018, Cody Bellinger. He has kind of, uh, one thing I can think about him, um, future Cub. I just feel like the Cubs are going to make a trade for him this offseason, kind of a buy-low candidate. He uh, hasn't been great the past couple years. Um, they need a center fielder, though. All right, we'll go back on October 10th and see if you're right. Uh, 2017, Chris Taylor. He had, obviously, a really good series against the Cubs. Um, I'm surprised he won it, though. I guess he had a great series, but Kike Hernandez hit three homers in Game 5, I believe. But uh, Chris Taylor, he's also a rich man. He uh, He's kind of a utility guy for them. Really good. 2016, you mentioned it just a minute ago, Javi Baez and John Lester. Johnny Lester, lefty uh, gamer, man. He uh, Even when he didn't have his good stuff, he'd compete. Uh, they really they really miss his mentality. And Javi, I think he's really missed playing in front of Cubs fans because he just uh, – he, he was okay with the Mets last year, terrible with Detroit. The crowds were bad, uh, very little enthusiasm around the team, and I think he feeds off of that in the ballpark. I forgot a co-one from 2017, Justin Turner. Yeah, he had a walk-off homer against uh, Joe. This is when things turned um, with Joe Madden. He uh, let John Lackey pitch in a tie game in extra innings against the Dodgers in game two when the Cubs were already down one game to nothing, and uh, Justin Turner took him deep to end it. That's when that's when things kind of turned. I'm sure he'd like a, a do-over. Yeah. Uh, 2015, Daniel Murphy. Oh, man, he was a Teddy Ball game, Babe Ruth that series. I think he hit about 550 against the Cubs, five or six homers. It was insane. It, it was ridiculous. Couldn't get him out. Dodgers couldn't the series before either. And lastly for this uh, word, association, word association list for the week, Madison Bumgarner, 2014. That was a legendary postseason run. Um, hasn't been that great since. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they, they just throw him out there, and he'd he throw a complete game shutout. And then he comes in after having maybe two days rest, pitches in Game 7 of the World Series against the Royals, throws, I think, four innings, three three and a third, three and two-third, four innings, whatever, um, and shut down the Royals. So that was a uh, that was a pretty legendary postseason performance by Mad Bum. Um, also, Moonlight's in the offseason. He uses an alias, and he goes wins uh, wins, rode- wins the rodeo. Have 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 you seen that? You, you, you've talked about that on this it's podcast before. crazy, and I'm sure his teams are not overly happy about it either. Can you tell me who the first NLCS MVP ever was? What year? It was in the 70s. I don't know the year exactly. I don't have a time. I want to say 
uh, I want to say 72, but I could be wrong. It's in the 70s. Mm. Trying to think who was good. Pirates and Reds were good. I'm going to go Pete Rose. Good guess. Dusty Baker. Really? Dusty. Dusty credits himself as, in, as inventing the high five as well. Have you heard that? I have heard that. Mm. He's I, delusional. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, how, <laughs> how, I don't know. It's one of those things like, do we really know who invented it and right. when it started? I mean, come on now. Come on now. But that's going to do it for the Word Association segment, which is brought to you by Like It Is Every Week, Performer Print 2 Promo Group. If you have over, oh, they, if you have over, goodness gracious, you would think this is my first time doing a read. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, they have over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call today at 574-210-3815. You want to stick with baseball here? Let's and, do it. Uh, talk some uh, wild card round. Uh, I, did you watch much of it? I watched just the ending of the Mets game last night because I like I like seeing the Mets suffer. Yes, I and agree. I tuned it in to where um, – his name's escaping me off the top of my head. Reliever, help me out here. For who, Padres or Mets? No, Mets. Uh, Edwin Diaz? Yeah, they bring him in. They cue the trumpets. They're down a bunch. Yeah, they're down Padre four. fans yeah. are loving it. I'm like, this is embarrassing. <laughs> um, yeah, Mets win 101 games. Um, and they asked Pete Alonso before the series if it was fair that the Mets are having to play in the wildcard game um, after, lose, after winning 101 games. And he said, we got swept by the Cubs. Um, that's, that, that's, that's literally all he said. So Cubs fans were loving it because uh, that pretty much kept them out. Uh, but, uh, Mets, uh, that's, that's what the Mets get for not doing a whole lot of the trade deadline. Didn't do a 100%. single thing besides, uh, trading for a reliever. They clearly needed some bats and, uh, they just, they got scared off after the Cubs traded Javi Bias to them for Pete Crow Armstrong, who's now one of the top prospects in all of baseball. Um, so Cubs or the Mets were not, uh, willing to part with any top prospects and look what it got them. Well, as a Yankee fan, I always like to see the Mets struggle, but also as a guy who falls barstool sports, they have a lot of Mets fans, including mm-hmm. Frank the Take Fleming, and he's I the most negative sports. I love him because he's so negative because he's negative about the Mets. He's negative uh, about the Net, Mets, Nets, Dolphins. Um, what sport am I? And Devils. You cannot um, stand him. I've, yeah. I've seen video. Of him. He, he like chews on stuff during games I, when I, he gets so. I think he's got a condition, I want to say, Probably. that makes him do that. But, yes, he uh, – he gets paid a lot of money to do I'm what sure do he what does. he does at his brand, but yeah, he's he's convinced the Mets aren't making the playoffs next decade. Uh, it's just it's just hilarious. I just go and look at his Twitter feed and I laugh. <laughs> um, Jacob Degrom's a free agent, and it'll be interesting to see if uh, he's back or not. I hope uh, not. Oh, he said he's going to. He already said he's going to the Braves and win the World or uh, Cy Young. That's what that's what Frank said today. <laughs> that the Braves are the betting favorite right now. Uh, yeah. for Jacob deGrom. But uh, it's just hilarious. It's DeGrom hilarious. can't stay healthy either. But yeah, Frank, Frank, I I sometimes just watch him when they're in that like barstool sports book, just watching it um, in, yeah. in that room they have. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he's always getting into shouting matches with somebody. Always. 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 It, always. it, it, it doesn't even look like they're having fun in there, which why, he, why would you do it if you're not having fun in there? He did go to the Dolphin Jet game yesterday. I saw Big Cat bottom tickets. Yeah. Um, yeah. Big Cat treats them pretty well. <laughs> It's about the only one. Um, yeah. But, yeah, elsewhere around baseball, the Cardinals. Um, I watched the majority of that. Ended up being sure, you're two, heartbroken. Two-game series. I was heartbroken to see Yadier Molina's career end. And Pools. Um, and, and Pools. I always kind of like Pools. But, 
yeah, Cardinals fizzled out. Uh, couldn't score any runs against a not. I mean, it was a decent Phillies pitching staff, uh, but Phillies outplayed them. I mean, Cardinals were up two um, two nothing in the ninth inning in game one, and uh, the Phillies ended up scoring six runs uh, without without a homer as well because uh, the Phillies are one of the more dominant. Or their runs are mainly dominated by the home run. They can't really uh, produce runs without the home run, and uh, they found a way to do it. It's the Cardinals, so the Cardinals are gone. Mets are gone. Two of my least favorite teams left. Now, mm-hmm. now I just need the uh, I need the Yankees and Dodgers out of there, and I'll be all right. Um, Cleveland. How would, to, go ahead. How would you feel being a Blue Jay fan today? Oh Lord. Um, up eight to one in the sixth inning, and the Mariners come storming back. I the Mariners is the team I'm rooting for. Uh, they're a fun team it's to cool watch. Cool story. Cool story. Haven't been there since 2001. Um, bunch of young players too. They should be good for years to come. I have one of the more exciting players in all of baseball. He's only 21 years old, Julio Rodriguez. Uh, but yeah, that's a bad, really bad one for uh, for the Blue Jays because uh, they're. It kind of feels like they're squandering this young core they have a little right. bit. I got put out early last year, put out early this year. Um, they need uh they obviously need to do something. Um and, and that was your one of your bold predictions for twenty twenty two was uh trying to win the World Series. So yeah. Gotta yeah, highlight that yeah. one in red now. Yep. Uh story of my life. Um that, bold prediction. You went bold. At least they made it to the playoffs, yeah, I guess. True. Uh, that's true. The uh, Cleveland Guardians took care of the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. So that that was a uh that was a pitcher's dream. Uh Guardian, I'm, I'm, I'm so close to calling them the Indians. You're doing good. You're doing good. Um, the Guardian, the um, ESPN actually had Indians up there at one point. Uh, well, so yesterday, yesterday it was NFL Network or, or Red Zone or something. Uh, they called the Commanders the Redskins. Like that was <laughs> whoops, that was three years ago. I, yeah, I was gonna say I find myself calling them the football team, right? The Redskins. Uh, yeah. Yep. Um, yep. But pitching dominant series. Guardians won two to one game one. And then uh, in a 15 inning game in game two on Saturday, it was zero zero in the 15th inning and the guardians uh, finally hit a walk off homer. So they advance um, great pitching staff, youngest team in baseball too. And they ended up making the uh, postseason. It's kind of a surprise. Now they uh, travel to New York to uh, start a five game set <clears throat> against the Yankees, uh, which that'll be a good one. Yankees will have too much firepower for the uh, guardians in my opinion, uh, but uh, Seattle and Houston, Playing um, obviously division rivals, Houston finished 16 games above the uh, above the Mariners in the regular season. But uh, Mariners are hot. But uh, no one's talking about the Astros, and I think a lot of that has to do with the scandal uh, from the previous years. Uh, ESPN doesn't cover their games much. Uh, MLB Network doesn't talk about them as much. So, uh, but they're probably going to make everybody talk about them because they're probably, probably going to get pretty yeah. far. Flying under the radar as much as a 106 yeah, yeah. win team can do. Yeah, yeah, that's an absurd. Uh, but but uh, Braves uh, play the play the uh, Phillies, excuse right. me, yep. and then the uh, Dodgers, Padres. So two yep. division rivals. Division rivals. Uh, that's who the Padres wanted. Fashion. They were talking. Yep. They, they want them. So here you go. The, you got them. The Dodgers won. I think 75 percent of their games against the Padres this year. Uh, Padres are playing some good baseball right now, though. Without uh, but, Tatis, uh, I mean, just yeah, without Tatis, this whole time, yeah. Um, which yeah, I, I assume he'll be back, but man, that was such an idiotic suspension he had after missing mm-hmm. the whole year anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Dodgers finished twenty-two games above the Padres. Braves finished fourteen games above the Phillies. So uh, quite the discrepancy there. But uh, I ultimately think the Dodgers will probably end up um, 
should end up getting out of the NLDS, but I'm going for the Padres. Um, it's it's probably going to be a Braves-Dodgers rematch, I imagine. I'm taking the Yankees-Astros. I think so you're I think right. The, uh, I think you're right. The four top teams in each league or the two yep. top teams in each league uh, will face yep. each other. So I think that's what uh, Major League Baseball would like as well. I think you're right. I think you're right. But I'm hoping if the Yankees can't do it, I'm hoping the Mariners do. And the the Mariner fan base shows the uh, NBA what um, <laughs> Seattle fans are all about. So you always have to tie the Ma- the you always have to tie the Sonics in there. Somewhere. Hey man, the Clippers <laughs> played a preseason game in uh, Seattle a week or two ago, and that place was rocking. Mm. Their new stadium there, that's crack and play in, and the Seattle Storms. They're ready for their Sonics. Yeah. Bring them back. Bring them back. I think I think they're just waiting for a certain year to do that in Vegas. I think yeah. I think I think they'll come back. Yeah. Um the uh the Mariner fan base though has been going nuts. I mean, they've been filling um T-Mobile Park there in Seattle uh, just to watch them on the big screen there um in the ballpark. So uh, it's pretty cool. It's a sports driven city. I mean, it it's is. good. It they really back is. what's there. So bring them back. Yep. Um any other baseball thoughts? No, besides watching into the Mets uh, Padres game last night, I I was watching too much football lately, so I didn't catch yeah, much. Yeah, I uh, I watched quite a quite a bit of football this weekend. It's a good football weekend, though. It was both college and and professional. A lot of mm-hmm. a lot of good t- topics and games to cover and talk about. The NFL never rests. There's always something. Never rests. Never rests. And I just forgot I didn't do winners and losers, so I'm I'm writing those down. <laughs> give give me your first winner there, Tanner. I'm just kidding. Let's uh, we we can talk some college football yeah, here. Yeah, let's do uh, college first. So it gives me a minute first, to write get this out of the way. Um, yeah, a big week in the Big Ten. I mean, it's every week's big at this point now that it's conference season. We don't have any non-conference games, but uh, I mean, we see Purdue find a way to win a game that they uh, usually lose. It feels like um, they're uh, in Maryland uh, mm-hmm. found themselves. Uh, Helped by a missed uh, missed extra point for sure, or blocked extra point, I should blocked, say, by, yep. by Maryland. But, yeah, Purdue finds a way to win, 31-29. You know, the last two weeks, if you look on paper, Purdue probably should have lost both games. They turn it over three yeah. times, both games, and still come back with – I don't know if Purdue I, – I can't ever recall Purdue doing that back-to-back road games, turn it over three times each game as underdogs and, and coming victorious in both. It, um, it kind of evens it out because they shouldn't have probably lost Penn State or Syracuse. Right, right. So. It's it, it's kind of crazy. You see, you're a Purdue fan. I think a lot of Purdue fans are pretty pleased right now, sitting at four and two. A lot of them had them at four and two, losing to Penn State and mm-hmm. Minnesota before the year started. I had them at five and one, losing to Minnesota. Um, but you're sitting here, you're like, ah, oh, man, we could be six and zero, oh, but it could also be two and four or one and five. Easy, yeah, easily. You know, easily. so you can't. I mean, you got all your goals ahead of you now. Still, yep. I mean, you, you control the West. So does Illinois. And you know, they play each other. So does Illinois. Tell you that um, that might be the game that actually it comes down to. November twelfth might be the game in Champaign. Who saw that coming? Be crazy. Um, but Purdue needs to take it one game at a time. They are banged up. They got a few more guys back, but a few more banged up. It sounds like today coming out of that game, it sounds like Dylan Downing, who's been their first string running back. Is now out a couple weeks, so I mean, luckily they do have four running backs, but they need to get some of them back healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's part of football. You lose guys, you got to sure. step up. Um, Charlie Jones is—I guess he hasn't been practicing, but he's playing in games because he's pretty banged up. But he's been banged up before the season started, so he's just playing through it. Uh, they really could use Brock Thompson to come back because they need a number two wide receiver. Nobody's come up and grasped that number two wide receiver spot. 
Um, and Brock Thompson's legs just – he hadn't played since week one since Penn State, and I don't know when he'll play, maybe November. But, uh, yeah, good win for the Boilers. Aiden O'Connell played better than he did at Minnesota. I think he's getting healthier. I still don't think he's 100%, but um, they did enough to get it done, and Payne Durham stepping up to be their number two target, even though he's a tight end. And it was it was just interesting, though. Purdue can it never makes it easy on themselves. You sure. know, you get up eight points. Maryland drives down the length of the field in like 37 seconds, scores, gets a two-point <laughs> conversion, but luckily they're, they had a legal guy downfield. He was blocking uh, – one of the Purdue linebackers, like eight yards into the end zone, was, pretty much. It was clear, yeah. And then they um, were lucky that um, Talia, I believe is how you pronounce his name, threw an incompletion on the next. He's, he's a problem. He's hard to defend. Uh, Maryland's offense is tough. Um, they uh, throw it around really well. They got a lot of speedsters. But I heard a statistic about Purdue's defense today that boggled my mind. They lead the Big Ten in – or they have the fewest ten – or plus yard rushes given up eleven in Big Ten, and the fewest twenty plus one. So they're not getting gashed on the ground like they used to. I think D line's actually the strength of their team now. In past defense, they've had some struggles, uh, but their uh, defensive line has been the strength of their team. They're really deep there, and hopefully that continues because they're going to be playing. You know, uh, run heavy teams coming up. Maybe mm-hmm. not necessarily this week with Nebraska, but Wisconsin the following week, Illinois come November, sure. so they got some big obstacles to go through and some teams that have really good defense. So, uh, But feeling pretty good going into this yeah. Saturday night's mm-hmm. contest against Nebraska, a team that's won two in a row. they got to be feeling pretty good about themselves now. They have beat the bottom yeah. feeders of the East and in Indiana and Rutgers and had to come back 13 down at Rutgers. Yeah. But you got to start somewhere. So you know, if, if Nebraska finds a way to win, which I, I have zero doubts that they lose. Oh, God, here you go. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Um, Nebraska would be three and one in the Big Ten, and they would control their own destiny, which is insane. Well, it's kind of the year of teams playing well after they let their coaches go. Georgia Tech's won two in a row. They won at Pitt last week. I, I actually uh, have a tweet favorited yesterday or Saturday was interim coach day, if you will. They all went five and zero. Oh. Brent Key at Georgia Tech, Jim Leonard, Wisconsin, Mickey Joseph, Nebraska, Sean Aguano, Arizona State, and Brian Vincent of UAB all won. Yeah, I didn't know UAB was open, but yeah, Arizona State knocks off a rank to Washington team. It's like, okay, yeah. okay, Auburn, what are you waiting for? Yeah, um, we're all especially you know you're going to do it. They were so close to beating Alabama too, and then they just called the most asinine, terrible. That's A and L. I was oh, talking Auburn. I was man, talking Auburn. I was I was thinking Jimbo the whole time. I don't thinking, I don't think he's going in. No, he's not. His his buyout is eighty six and a half million. He's not. Which going they're rich enough down there, they could find the money, but that would just be crazy. Be insane. Yeah. No, I was talking Auburn because they hate yeah, the coach, and then he I, got waxed against Georgia. But but yeah, crazy week in Big Ten. I mean, um, Illinois wins a field goal fest against Iowa. Um, mm. You know, if somebody really wanted to torture themselves as a football fan, they could have watched the Broncos, Colts Thursday night, Rutgers, Nebraska Friday night, then Illinois, Iowa Saturday night. And uh, Luck- really luckily, I watched baseball on Friday night, or I would have been that uh, person who tortured themselves. I literally fell asleep during the game Friday night. I woke up and had to check the score to see a one. <laughs> yeah. Um, that that was a game I was thinking like thirteen to ten before the game right. that the team would win and it ended up being nine to six. Both great defenses. Um, yeah, then, great great defenses and Chase Brown's a stud. Yeah, um, Devito got hurt. Yeah, I th- I think Illinois wins fairly handily if Devito doesn't get hurt because uh, Sitkowski was awful. Is he good um, to go this weekend? 
Be, uh, so, somebody asked Bielema today, and he goes, good try. I'm not giving Minnesota anything. Oh, so Yeah, that's I, smart. You don't want to. Yeah, but. I have no idea. If if he doesn't go, I don't think they beat Minnesota. Um, but I was embarrassing. Um, their offense is brutal. It's, that's it's what I'm so saying. It's embarrassing. embarrassing. It, you know, Rutgers cuts ties with their OC. Um, Indiana cuts ties with their mm. run game slash offensive line coach. So teams are making adjustments. Yeah. And and I know he's the son of the head coach, but that's why you it's don't not, have it's not working. It's, not. it's awful. Keep please keep him there because you're not gonna beat teams. You're not gonna beat you're not gonna beat a Purdue with putting up a few points. You're not gonna beat anyone. Um, Wisconsin. Yeah, you're probably yeah. not gonna beat maybe Northwestern unless they are. Yeah, playing. they'll they'll beat Northwestern. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um who's Iowa's one big ten it was Rutgers, I believe. Uh, they beat East. Um yeah. Well, yeah, they won at Rutgers. They yeah, put up they like twenty four that night or something. Yeah, woo. Uh, but yeah. they asked um, they asked Ference about it, and he said, "We won ten games last year. This isn't last year, dude. No. And their offense was terrible last year too." Speaking um, of, and this is a little off off track here, but speaking of coaches saying dumb things, did you hear what Pittman said at Arkansas? No, I didn't. They were giving him slack. You know, Mississippi State took him to the woodshed, and he kind of told me, "What do you want from me? Um, or all we want to do is make a bowl." It's like, oh, that's a bad. That's oh, a bad. bad that that's great. Yeah. That's you were ranked top ten a couple weeks ago. So yeah, that I mean, I, it it always comes back to me. Uh, old Timmy Beckman when <laughs> they they played at Washington, he goes, "You take out three plays and we're right in it." Yeah, well, they scored on those three plays, and ended up losing forty-one to ten. So uh, you take yeah. out three plays, we're right in. You gotta watch the tape. Daryl Hazel after you lose by 50. Got to watch tape. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, Iowa's offense is terrible. And honestly, they they only scored three legitimate points because one of them, Illinois, fumbled at their own five-yard line and Iowa picked it up. But uh, Illinois' defense continues to look like one of the best in the country. They uh, Number four, uh, Johnny Newton for them, defensive tackle, leads the nation in quarterback hurries. He has uh, 31 quarterback pressures through six games, (laughs) which is a lot. But – yeah, Chase Brown, 146 yards rushing against a great Iowa defense when Illinois had zero passing game. Uh, tells you all you need to know about Chase Brown. So 5-1, uh, and one. didn't see it coming. I, w- in the I will say their biggest offensive challenge or biggest challenge for a demon is coming up Saturday, if, especially if, oh, Mo, sure. Ibrahim, if Mo Ibrahim can play. Yeah, um, yeah, um, they're, they haven't played the greatest of offenses yet. But you got to um, play who's on your schedule. So. But, yeah, Min, uh, Minnesota did uh, have a bye this past week, so it yep. gave them an extra week. And uh, mm-hmm. hopefully Tommy DeVito's back for Illinois, and it should be a fairly good game. Illinois actually won in Minnesota last year. So well, he's kind of had their number be, for whatever reason. They'll, they'll be fired up, you would think, coming off a loss yeah, to Purdue. And, think, so. and now they kind of lost you know, their ranking. And Illinois is ranked now 24th, first mm-hmm. time being ranked since 2011. 2011, yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, interesting race in the West and then on the East. Ohio State's best team in the country. Can't tell me otherwise agree. right now. Completely. They're Marvin Marvin Harrison Jr. is unbelievable. Yeah. They're it's incredible how much better they are than I even think Michigan is. Yeah, Michigan, I, I think, is the top four team in the country. I, I, I think so too. At least top five. Michigan mm-hmm. didn't look good, but still won by twenty one over Indiana. Yeah. Now, of course, they had the Mike Hart scare with their, mm-hmm. you know, the running back coach going down with a seizure. That's gonna shake you up. Sure. So obviously took a took effect on the kids for a while, but then they snapped that they you know, um, controlled the emotions and got got through the game. It was homecoming for Indiana, but Michigan wins that. Ohio State blitzed Michigan State. Michigan State's awful. Four in a row lost. Terrible. It's not getting any better. Um, yeah, Nicole Auerbach, I believe her name is on Big Ten Network. I was watching Big Ten Network before the Purdue game, and she said my bold prediction is C.J. Stroud throws more touchdowns than incompletions. 
um, against Michigan State. And Stroud went out through six touchdowns, only five incompletions. So she ended up being correct. He would be um, my Heisman winner right now. I don't even think it's close. I think it's him, and then there's eight guys below him. Um, I would say Hinden Hooker's probably number two from Tennessee. I don't even know who that is. Tennessee? Yeah, Tennessee's quarterback. He throws it all oh, over the yard, and they're ranked number six in the country. I mean, that we'll talk about that game in a little bit. And then Williams from USC is probably up there for me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, I think Stroud, I think it's Stroud's to lose as of right now. Um, like I said, Wisconsin boat race, Nebraska or Northwestern. Northwestern, uh, who's worse, them or Colorado? Colorado. I still think rings. Colorado because they have probably won a game. Colorado. It's they probably Colorado, but I think that'd be a lot closer than they'd want it to be. You, you know, this is also off the beaten path. But speaking of teams that are usually awful, UConn's won two straight. Look at them. Maybe they, they just beat need Fresno to get out State of and FIU. FIU is awful. Yeah. Talk. They might be the worst team in Division One. <laughs> um, but yeah, but good for but good for Jim Moore Jr. and, and the Huskies. So, yeah. you want to pick some Big Ten games before we Let's pick some top twenty five ones? Yeah, boy, J Man won uh, NCAA Big Ten pick them. It was um, that Illinois game, Illinois Iowa. It was that's that it. One. I yeah, yeah I, I didn't miss a single game, and I think that was the only one you yep. missed. Yep. The, uh, yep. That was so. only differ. So we'll see if we differ this take week. Take that. Take that. W. Penn State at Michigan. Fox Big Noon game. That's a good one. Ten this is a, this is an appropriate Fox Big Noon game. It is. It is. Um, <laughs> yes. Is that, is that a shot at Indiana? No, not at all. I don't do that, Josh. <laughs> um, I like Michigan in this one, but for three. Uh, Penn State is coming off a bye, but I, mm. I think Michigan gets them. Um, I have Michigan for four. I think okay. Michigan's better. Um, and, and it's at home. I have a hard time picking against home teams, especially in yeah. college football. So. Uh, Minnesota at Illinois. This is a coin flip for me. I agree. It really is. Minnesota's um, favored by three, I think. But I, I'm taking the line for a point. Um, it all depends on who's starting at quarterback for Illinois. I am taking Illinois with the assumption DeVito is going to be okay, um, but only for two. Um, I think it'll be another low-scoring one. Illinois is going to have to find a way to throw the ball somehow. And maybe if Sitkowski does start, he will have a full week True. Um, of practice, so that should help because uh, – the game plan with him in the game was awful, and it could, you could tell the offensive coordinator just wasn't. Obviously, you don't anticipate having to go with your backup much. So, uh, hopefully, the, it'll be the, better. the tough thing about playing against Minnesota is the RPOs. That's what they like to run. Yeah. It's tough to defend. Um, so, yeah, it, it'll definitely be a test um, for Illinois. Uh, they have, I think it's four straight games allowing less than 100 yards rushing and zero rushing touchdowns, which is the fifth longest. Or it's tied for the third longest streak in the playoff era. So it's pretty good. Um, if Ibrahim's back, that'll obviously be much bigger challenge. Uh, Maryland at Indiana. Maryland for five, and I, I just <laughs> I I I just don't think I use good. I know I'm Purdue fan. I, I just either, I'm but... sorry. I don't think they're good. I have Maryland for three. I think they win, but uh, not as confident in that one. Yeah. Wisconsin at Michigan State. I have Wisconsin, but for two, I mean, I they looked inspired. They played like mm-hmm. Wisconsin. We thought they were going to play. Graham Mertz was actually getting out of the pocket and looking yeah. like Graham Mertz of week one, 2020 against Illinois, the COVID year. Um, we'll see if that carries over. Michigan State's desperate. They really, yeah. really need yeah. this one. Yeah. If they lose this one, they're not making a bowl. That'll be five losses already. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, five straight. Um but I think I think Wisconsin's better, and I, I think they crush Michigan or not crush Michigan State, but crush Michigan State's soul. And Wisconsin for two. Yeah. 
Uh, Michigan State has the worst pass defense in the country. Um, and I think Mertz slings the rock. I have Wisconsin, but only for one. one okay. Uh, Nebraska at Purdue under the lights. Yeah, Boilers are 11-point favorite, I believe. Um, I thought they'd be a touchdown, so that kind of surprises me. Um, Nebraska's offense worries me a little bit. Casey Thompson could be a problem, but Nebraska's defensive backs are not good. They might be the worst in the Big Ten, and Purdue likes to sling the rock. I think Nebraska's two cornerbacks, one's a true freshman and one's 25 years old, I believe. <laughs> um, you put them together and it makes a 22-year-old. Exactly. Uh, it's under the lights, 730 Big Ten Network. Sold out. It's been sold out for months. That is thanks in part to Nebraska fans. They travel well. Mm-hmm. I will give them that. They love their Nebraska football because there's nothing else to do in that state. Um, I'm taking the Boilers for four. I, I feel pretty good about this one. I have Purdue for five. Um, I hate you. I hate when you do that. Nebraska's terrible. Their defense is terrible. Uh, Purdue's, Purdue's defense has played really well outside of the first outside and two last, minutes. Uh, the, the first the, and the last games. drive Maryland had were bad, but other than that, they're great in between. It, the Purdue's defense has been bad in the last two minutes of each half, like every game this year. Oh, Take it, those out. And and you, right before the half, that was You know, that was oh, yeah, that was all. Oh, I guess there was some uh, frustration from players. I don't know if it was players yelling at players or what at halftime. Jeff Brom kind of alluded to it, that they got everybody calmed down at halftime because I think Corey Trice thought there was somebody behind him to pick up uh, his own coverage, and there was absolutely, absolutely nobody. But that stuff happens. Part of the game, you got to communicate. He also shouldn't have been dragged twenty yards to the end zone. Just tackle him. Just uh, tackle that, him. Don't go for that the was, ball. I was yeah. talking to my dad today. That's a huge thing I'm seeing around college football. Is guys trying In to the strip NFL. the ball when you can just just you've already got beat. Just take them down. Stop yeah. trying to strip the ball because they're going to drag it another ten yards. Right. So um, Auburn at Ole Miss. Ole Miss. I don't even know what the spread is. Auburn stinks. Fifteen. Um, Ole Miss and Brian Harson gets fired on Monday. Yeah, Ole Miss had a little scare from Vanderbilt for a little bit. Did they? Uh, but then they woke up in the midway through the third. But I was like, Vandy, man. Number 19, Kansas, who hosted game day and lost, uh, travels to Norman, Oklahoma. Nebraska. Or Nebraska. Same colors. Oklahoma is not good. I they're took ter- Oklahoma in that Red River man. rivalry, and they got blanked. Their defensive backs stink. I heard from um, – Somebody that works at Barstool was talking to a Kansas State guy, and he was talking to his former teammates, and he said during their game, or not TCU guys, not Kansas State. I'm getting my colors mixed up. TCU guys were saying when they beat Oklahoma last week that they thought Oklahoma guys were quitting. Like on the field, like they just weren't trying, didn't care. So Venables not going so well year one. Three straight losses. But with all that said, Kansas, TCU handed Kansas their first loss of the season. I think Oklahoma gets them. I, I do. I think. I, agree. I don't. I think Kansas' story is a great story. They're going to be bowl eligible eventually, Maybe. but um, Oklahoma Watch, gets this one done. It would not surprise me if Kansas loses out, goes five and seven. Uh, that's just the year. Still a heck of a season compared yeah, to what yeah, they heck usually of a do. Season for Kansas football. Um, they should. They should get uh, bowl eligible. But uh, Oklahoma seven and a half point favorites. Give me Oklahoma at home. Um, disappointing Iowa State. Matt Campbell um, should have jumped at the opportunity when he had one yep. now he's not going to yep. have many uh, traveling to 22 texas yeah they can't score iowa state can't i was watching a little bit of that kansas state game the other day and credit Kansas state they're having a really good season but uh iowa state can't score quinn ewers is the real deal mm-hmm. and uh, b john robinson's the real deal texas is back i will say i don't think they're the best best in the big 12 but they're back being respectable uh give me the longhorns yeah give me texas as well 
the game of the week, number three, Alabama at number six, Tennessee. Yeah, this is a big one. Um, Tennessee went down to the Baton Rouge and missed that one. I picked LSU and gave uh, Brian Kelly a butt whooping. Um, hitting the hookers got to put up some points. Um, they need Bryce Young to play this game if he can. Not uh, Milro, I believe his name. He struggled mm-hmm. a little bit against uh, Texas A&M. I'm still going Bama, though. I, I, I don't know. I just feel like they've had two games they should have slipped up, probably Texas Absolutely and Texas A&M, have. which Texas A&M has this weird voodoo about them to yeah. where they play Alabama really well. But I think Saban gets – this is the biggest game at Tennessee since Peyton Manning was there. It's been a minute since they've been And they won the time, national right? title after Peyton Manning was yeah. there. But this is the biggest game probably in Knoxville since Peyton Manning was there. Yeah. But I think Alabama gets it done. Yeah, it's gonna, Rocky Top's going to be rocking. Um, if Tennessee gets this done, and they're, I'm, they're, I yeah, can't they're say anything real. about them anymore. I think yeah. they are for real anyways. I just don't think they're better than Georgia or Alabama. I agree. Um, give me Bama. I, Bama had the scare against A&M. Saban's not going to let two scares happen in a row. Um, give me Bama on the road. Uh, number eight, Oklahoma State traveling to Fort Worth to take on the 13th-ranked TCU Horn Frogs. Man, Sonny Dykes is a coach. Yeah, he is. He struggled at Cal. Cal though. He was a terrible Cal, then found himself again at um, SMU, he, wasn't it? SMU, yeah, because he went Louisiana Tech, Cal, SMU, you're right. Mm-hmm. And he's doing awesome. TCU replaced the TCU legend, mm-hmm. and he's filling his shoes just fine. But I like this Mike Gundy team. I think this is the finally the team. And credit to you. That was part of your playoff. Um, I think this is the team that could do it for Oklahoma State and finally get over the hump. Give me Oklahoma State as well. Um, TCU is three-and-a-half-point favorites, though. Yeah, at home. Number 15. Man, there's a lot of ranked games this week. 15th-ranked NC State Wolfpack traveling to uh, the JMA Wireless Dome in Syracuse. Yeah, NC State got it done against Florida State. Syracuse had a bye week, I believe. I know Syracuse beat Purdue. Maybe I'm still a little peed about that, but I think they are frauds. Sitting there at, at in the top twenty, give me NC State, but in a close one. Give me Syracuse. The magic right. of the Carrier Dome, as I'm still going to call it. Yeah. Um, number sixteen, Mississippi State at number twenty-two, Kentucky. If there was a Big Ten team at four and two, one and two in conference, you think they'd still be ranked like Kentucky? Absolutely not. Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. Kentucky can't. Their, their starting quarterback Levis was hurt last week, mm-hmm. but even when he's in, he hasn't been playing well. Mike Leach has the boys down there, and and. Um, I forget what town they're from down near Mississippi State. Starkville. Um, Starkville, Mississippi. Um, he's got them playing well. Their quarterback's names escape me off the top of my head. He's uh, been phenomenal for them this year. Give me the Bulldogs. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, last top 25 matchup here before we pick Notre Dame. Um which do you want to just pick Notre Dame? Stanford yeah, Notre, at Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Notre Dame's winning that game. That's yeah. They're seventeen point favorites. It looks like they've turned the corner. Unfortunately, defense uh, played really well there. against BYU. BYU kind of came back and gave them a scare. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I, I think Notre Dame's more of a defensive team. Mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of their offense. This was really the first time I've sat down and watched a full Notre Dame game. I think their backup quarterback um, is doing fine. I mean, he's, he he seems to be a serviceable quarterback. Give the ball to Michael Mayer, but if if you shut down Michael Mayer, you pretty much shut down their offense. That's what I was seeing the other night, at least. Mm. But uh, Notre Dame's defense is good. Stanford's bad. David Shaw should have left. Um, Notre Dame's Notre Dame's going to win out besides Clemson and USC, and then being eight and four, like I predicted. But I didn't have those those games. Um, but yeah. Speaking of USC, number seven USC traveling to number twenty Utah. Yeah, Utah lost. Uh, um, UCLA 
undefeated look UCLA. At, look, at look at old Chipper. Yeah. You know, he got that Big Ten news, got him fired up. Um, Big Ten's got to be gr- grinning. USC and UCLA play. Yeah, looking good, how good they are. Um, two years out. But uh, yeah, Kyle Whittenham, I like him a lot for Utah, but I compare him to, uh, to Oklahoma State's Mike Gundy. Good program, just can't get over the hump. Uh, give me USC. Oh, you used to say about Dabo, too. That's true. He, he finally did. So That's uh, true. Give me Utah. And uh, I think Utah's right. favorite, actually. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, the favorite wins. But, uh, any other college football? I don't think so. It's uh, got to be another fun okay, week. Huh? Really yeah, good week I'm on excited. paper with all those uh, ranked matchups. Moving on to the NFL. Three winners, three losers. I'm still trying to fill out my list here. So right. why don't you uh, go out? My first winner. Start us. New York Giants, New York football. Giants. I'll agree with that one. I'll have them. On yeah. The um, to beat the Packers for one, they were down. Tw- I think it was 20 to 10 at halftime. And the only points Green Bay scored in the second half was on a last second safety, which helped uh, the Giants punt it away deep and end up winning. Um, defense playing well. Daniel Jones playing the best football of his career. Saquon Barkley's playing the best football he's played since probably his rookie year or second year. Um, Brian Dable, coach of the year right now. Season ended today. Yeah, you can't can't really argue that. I don't mm-hmm. think. I don't think. I'll, I'll do my number two winner, Dallas Cowboys. They're my number two um, as well. Cooper Rush is undefeated right now. Uh, you know, I keep thinking, ah, they're gonna wake up. Their defense is phenomenal right now. Yeah. Just phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Dan Quinn, defense man. He's he's calling some good good plays, and everything's yeah. good in Jerry's world for now. Well, for I mean, now. the Until shoe's gonna fall off eventually, but eventually. right now they're looking pretty good. Um, Cooper Rush is looking maybe like the next Matt Flynn who gets a big deal from oh, somebody. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, my last winner, Baltimore Ravens. They found a way to get it done, even though it didn't look like it was going to happen. And then Justin Tucker does what Justin Tucker does. Greatest, I would say he's the greatest kicker of all time. I agree. I was telling um, um, my girlfriend Stephanie that last night. I said, this guy, not only the best in the league right now, I think he's the best of all time. Best ever. Um, I know Vinatieri had the clutch kicks, but um, Tucker's accuracy and his leg strength for one unmatched right um ravens needed that one desperately um finally won a home game so uh, baltimore ravens they definitely needed that one big time uh losers jacksonville jaguars yep they're on my list this division is yours right now early on and it's terrible and you can't score against the texans yeah you just can't you couldn't move the ball and when you did you made turnovers nobody goes to their games uh, Titans are winning the, the the division by default right now, and they darn near lost the Commanders. That would have happened. The Colts would have been sitting in the driver's yeah. seat right now. Somebody in that division will be five. I guess they can't be five. A Colts could no. be five hundred. That's the only team that could be five hundred. But they won't be though. They they probably won't be nine nine and eight ceiling for that division in my opinion. I I don't think any team's worth anything in that. No, yep. no one's going to win a playoff game. It'd be a miracle if they did. Although they would be able to host one, I guess. Yep. But uh, Jaguars were also one of my. Uh, Losers. Cleveland Browns are my other one. One of my. Hey, other I got ones. one too. I I figured you do. No, Cleveland's um, not oh, one no, of mine no, as well. Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I got another one. I got another one. Don't worry. Uh, Cle- yeah, Cleveland Browns um, got up fourteen on the Chargers, and you're thinking, here we go again with the Chargers losing a noon um, home game or a noon road game in the East. Uh, but uh, Browns did did they miss a field goal? They, they missed won? one at the end. Yeah, missed one at the buzzer. Um, they're, they're two kicks away yeah. from losing only one game. Yeah, they're playing better than I thought. But uh, yeah, Nick Chubb's awesome. Yeah, he's 
one of the best running backs in the NFL. I actually Only just thing got my this, fancy team's got going for him. Just got this note from my mom. Did you know that the Ravens kicker is also a classically trained opera singer? He was on the Today Show this morning and seriously is amazing. Well, who knew? Those kickers need to get opera lessons across the league <laughs> right now. McManus, go get opera lessons, please. He also does the Catholic cross as well. Maybe kickers huh? st- need to start doing that as well. What, whatever it takes. Whatever works. Yeah. Whatever it takes. Who's your last loser? You see those pennants right behind me? Mm-hmm. The Denver Broncos. They are my last loser. Oh my gosh. I don't <laughs> I, I don't have that. enough time. A uh, uh, guy who helps us here on the IC Sports Network works for him and helps get our socials together with the preview. Derek Schultz asked me if uh, all 60 minutes were going to be used to talk about Russell Wilson's <laughs> contract. I said, I could easily do that, but I'm not going to bore everybody with that. But oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. One of the, if not the ugliest game. I've ever seen my life Thursday. I agree. Especially, I I can't imagine being a fan of either team, but as being an impartial viewer, I I watched the entire thing. Don't get me wrong, because it's football, but uh, ugly. I I thought Denver's defense played really good. I mean, Colts' offense is not good. All year. Denver but defense the, their, their defense is playing good. Guys keep dropping like flies, but they keep having guys like Brandon Browning coming up. He was awesome. And playing well. Their offense is just a train wreck, mm-hmm. and it's not getting better. I keep waiting for it to click, and I don't think this was on Nathaniel Hackett as much this week as it was on Russell Wilson because I went back and watched a few plays. Denver had guys wide open multiple times, and Russell's just not looking at them. I don't Including know. Including the last play of the game. Oh, turn your head right. KJ Hamler's right there, mm-hmm. he, and, and he threw. He shouldn't have acted like a baby, but he had, he had right to throw his helmet down because he was so wide open twice on that route. I, I don't understand it, Josh. I know there's a report of Russ having a torn lat and he's got to get the injection and everything. And with that's the case, I'm just waiting for him to get hit and be done for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, they keep getting injuries. Garrett Bowles broke his leg, done for the season. Oh, did he really? Yeah, I saw broke his hurt. leg the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, you know, say what do you want about him? He's probably their best offensive lineman. Their offensive line is not good. They've already lost a uh, quarter or a wide receiver. Tim Patrick and Javante Williams, the running back to ACLs. They lost now Ronald Darby, who's one of their corners, to an ACL the other night. Um, guys are just dropping like flies. They don't have a lot of depth. Five weeks into the season, you're two and three, and I almost want to see the season's over. I'm not quite doing that because I'm a more of a positive fan, and I <laughs> don't want to do that to I myself. Am. But, man, it's hard to watch. And uh, this was I, – I called it in the moment the worst Bronco loss I had ever seen since I became a fan in 09. That Raiders then I, when we watched that Wings, etc. was pretty bad. That was bad, and so was 2011, week 17. Kyle Orton for the Chiefs beats Tim Tebow 7-3. to three. Yeah, That was yeah. – and they backed themselves into the playoffs. So, But it's not fun right now in the Mile High City. It's uh, – and sorry, Nation, the next time you're going to see the Broncos is next Monday, another primetime matchup and, at and, Chargers. And then they have a London game. Um, uh, and two weeks later against Jacksonville. Uh, not, so. I mean, yeah, naturally. It's the yeah. it's the Russ and Wilson factor, but right now the Russell Wilson factor um, has been a nightmare. Through five games, is it the worst contract in NFL history? So far. I would yep. say so far. He's so got to snap out of it, and he took ownership. At least he said, that game's on me. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, Hackett, some questionable plays. I mean, I, I liked him going to four on fourth down. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, Tim. I didn't like shotgun, and I didn't yes. like throwing the ball. In third down, if if he called that pass play on third down when they threw the interception, kick the field goal. Even if you run it, kick the field goal. Don't get it. Six, you're up six. You got to win the game because Colts were not scoring. Colts weren't scoring touchdown. Um, I do have something on Nathaniel Hackett with that fourth down play call in his press conference. Mm -hmm. 
did you i'm sure you saw this all over he said we got the go ahead to go for it on fourth down yeah. who's we i i don't know josh that's very concerning to me that you're the that head coach of an nfl team it's disturbing stops yeah. with you so yeah. i don't know i don't I, know if that was a call that russ was, wanted to do i don't know did he get the call from that is it rossberg is he the one up in the booth because yeah um if he's the one yeah, the, dictating the, yeah. that's ugly now he he could have gotten it from the analytics department and that would make yeah. a little more sense yeah but um but still the though and and he could he he could have just messed up his wording and and they could up, have but know, but uh a, a little little concerning yeah oh very very concerning very concerning it's it's not good out there right now um nfl pick em, i i won that one too uh yeah, I don't know what strategy I'm going into this week. I'm struggling. Uh, you thought you had a terrible one last Thursday. Welcome to this Thursday with the Washington Commanders at the Chicago Bears. Awful. Terrible. I don't like Thursday night games. And I know the NFL is not going well. to do, do anything because, you know, they just paid Amazon $100 billion or $1 billion. Pretty much. But the injuries on Thursday night's getting ridiculous. You know, these players can't rest very much from Sunday to Thursday, let alone Monday through Thursday. Yeah, and they barely practice, so right. the games are always super sloppy. Yep. There's rarely any, like, really good Thursday night games. Right. Rarely. But with all that said, I am picking the Bears for once, Bears oh, fans, yeah. but only only for two points because I don't trust you. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking the Commanders for two. All um, right. I think both teams are terrible. Wentz is a bad quarterback. That's the reality of the situation. Yeah, he um, played well yesterday, and then he threw it all away yep. at the end. I thought the Bears were going to find a way to get it done against Minnesota, but they didn't. Um, I can't figure out the Vikings. I can't either. Uh, San Francisco 49ers at the Atlanta Falcons. I got the Niners for 13. Hmm. I think they're starting to play better. I do too, unfortunately. Um, I have the Niners for seven. I think they're quite a bit better than Atlanta. Uh, New England at Cleveland. Tough one to pick here, but I'm going with the Brownies for six. I have the Browns for four. Um, Bailey Zapp, if he gets another start, I honestly think he's played better than Mac Jones has so far. Um, but yeah, Browns for four. Lions are awful. I know they're on a bye this week. They are. Yeah, they're they're terrible. They need to get rid of Campbell. It's um, time. He, yeah, you can't go for a fourth down every time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's not working. Yeah. Uh, New York Jets at the Green Bay Packers. Packers for eleven. I have the Packers for fourteen. Um, Jets, they're three and two. Not a good football team. That's just the reality of the situation. They should have honestly. You, you look at the score yesterday, and it was ended up being forty-one seventeen or something. Dolphins with their third-string quarterback um, had the ball down two, and they missed a fifty-yard, fifty-four-yard field goal that would have given the lead with nine minutes left. Right. Then just kind of spiraled. I, I yep. just, I don't think the Jets. I'm not buying the Jets at all. Well, uh, if, Jets, if if the Packers lose back-to-back games, and, yeah, and, and they it's panic concerning. Mode. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at the Indianapolis Colts. A coin flip game, really, for me here. Um, I mean, the Colts should be frustrated, but they should have been frustrated last year when they lost to Jacksonville, mm-hmm. and they weren't, and then they got their doors blown off. But I don't know why. Maybe it's because I watched the whole Colts game Thursday night, but I'm taking the Jaguars for five. I have the Colts for eight. I just think the Lucas Oil effect. Yeah, not, they're better at home. that matters, um, but especially after Jacksonville losing to Houston, looking just horrendous doing it. Colts didn't look much better in a win, but uh, just think Colts are a little better. Okay. Uh, Minnesota Vikings at the Miami Dolphins. Another coin flip. Um, oh, for sure, especially quarterback situation. I, I'm taking the Vikings for three. 
Um, can't figure out this team, but I don't. I don't know what I'm going to see out of Miami with the quarterback. That's no the idea. reason I. If, if Tua was playing, I'd take Miami, but I don't know. Um, yeah. Um, no idea who's going. It's it's not going to be Tua. Could theoretically start, but it's not going to be Tua. Um, if well, this th- this is one of those. I'm going under the assumption Teddy Bridgewater starts. I'm taking the Dolphins for three. <laughs> Dolphins' pass defense has been. 31st in the NFL this year. They're really missing Byron Jones, Xavion Howard. They can't blitz as much as they used to because they used to just leave those guys on islands and it worked. Um, they're getting torched in the secondary because uh, they're starting a undrafted rookie out of Texas A&M Commerce on one side. An undrafted player, Nick Needham, on the other side, who's used to playing in the slot. It's looked ugly so far. Um, if Xavion Howard's not back, they will get murdered by Justin Jefferson on Sunday. Uh, but... At home, Dolphins have been good at home over the past couple of years. Give me the Dolphins for three. If Teddy starts, if if Skylar Thompson starts, I would take the Vikings for sixteen or fourteen. <laughs> oh, Teddy! Um, the scary thing about him, if that was a you know actually a concussion, he it missed wasn't. the last three weeks last year with a concussion. That's the scary part. This whole dumb thing that the NFL is doing with that ataxia or whatever it is. Yeah. They showed video of Teddy after he got hit. He got up, gave a thumbs up, no stumble at all in the guy still's eye. I saw him stumbling. Yeah. So what happens if Josh Allen gets hit really hard, gets up, his shoe's untied, and he steps on his shoelace and trips? Nope, we're going to pull him. The NFL's not going to pull Josh yeah. Allen or Patrick Mahomes. Or Tom they Brady. They, they, they always go so far past where they need to and then scale it back after a few weeks when people are whining and complaining about it. It's ridiculous. How about that roughing the passer call on Brady yesterday? They said Tua had nothing to do with that, but the Tua thing, it looked almost identical hits. You know it did, but Jerome Boger is an idiot, so Mm -hmm. fired up. Um, Bengals at New Orleans Saints. Give me the the Bengals for nine. I have the Bengals for nine as well. Uh, Baltimore Ravens at the New York Giants. I got the G-Men for seven. I have the Ravens for 11. Part of my strategy. I'm going against Baltimore. I'm, I'm not. I don't trust either New York team. Tampa Bay Bucks at the horrendous Pittsburgh Steelers. Got the Bucks for twelve. I have the Bucks for ten. Carolina Panthers starting PJ Walker this week at quarterback at the LA Rams. Rams look terrible as well. Matt Rule got fired today. He'll mm-hmm. Probably be back in the college ranks next year. Maybe Auburn. Maybe Nebraska. Give me the Rams for fourteen. I keep putting big points on them. They keep letting me down, but Carolina's done. Done. Ram, Rams for thirteen, and I think the Rams aren't very good either. Um, Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks. Cardinals for eight. I have the Seahawks for five. Um, I just, yeah, I I don't think Seahawks are good, but I also don't think the Cardinals are very good. Uh, Buffalo no. Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. Awesome game. Surprise, not prime time, but the Sunday night game is actually a good one for once. Uh, with the, with the NFC East, we hate the NFC East, but the NFC East is yeah, a good division this good. year. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs for one, off the Bills for one. So, um, Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles Sunday night. Yeah, norm, normally we're complaining about this, but this is a big time matchup. Mm-hmm. Should be a good game. Give me the Eagles for four. I have the Eagles for six, regardless of who starts at quarterback for Cowboys. Uh, Denver Broncos at the L.A. Chargers. Chargers for 11. And I think Staley's been awful coaching this year, mm-hmm. too. Um, this is the type of game, it seems like whatever the past six years, Broncos are in a terrible stretch, not very good, and they go to the play the Chargers, and they beat them on the road. That's true. 
Um, however, I'm taking the Chargers for 12 just after watching the Broncos offense here. That's the only AFC opponent, AFC West opponent they can beat. They The, the, the Raiders <laughs> dominate them. The Chiefs absolutely dominate them. Mm-hmm. But the Chargers, no matter how bad the Broncos are, they usually split. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. Um, actually, this will be the J-Man's book British of the Week because I haven't done it yet. Um, the Bills will win in Kansas City. There it is. J-Man's Book Bridges of the Week, brought to you by Indian Farm Bureau Insurance and Traps Watching, Life Home Auto, Business Renters, Workers' Common Farm Insurance, contact Travis 909-869-4561. This episode is also brought to you by The Damn Landing, whether an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hamburger, Chinese seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail. Go to The Damn Landing. It's Bar and Grill located on beautiful Lake Mantle, beautiful views, great beer, great drinks, great food. Go Great people. Food. Great people as well. Um, Birdie Bogey here real quick. Uh, I forgot the question, so this isn't good. (laughs) Justin Verlander had the lowest um, ERA in the major leagues uh, for a qualified pitcher this year. It's the lowest ERA posted by an American League pitcher in a 162-game season since what pitcher who did win a Cy Young, and it happened this century? I don't think this is right, but uh, I'm, I'm certain this isn't right, but. Pedro Martinez. You find yourself a stroke back. Birdie. You got a birdie. <sighs> I you almost went Clemens. I was between Clemens and Pedro. Yeah, Pedro Ooh. had a 1.74 ERA in 2000. Let's go. Man, you're coming back, man. I think I, I was just that. four strokes up on you, too. I needed that. We're going to be tied next week. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. We'll be back at it next Monday with another episode. Have a fantastic week, everybody.